Building a successful real estate career requires you to adapt, pivot, and constantly master new skills. We're Katie and Daniel Steinfeld. We've built our own innovative brokerage, and in this podcast, we've assembled actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to take your business to its maximum potential. It's time to level up. Level up. We live. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, the, it's the wonders of technology. So, uh, yeah, anyway, you were going to tell us a story. We're, we, we, to everyone who's joining us right now, we were just in the green room catching up, but uh, we'll keep that going. Ralph is a consummate pro in this industry. He is the definition of what you need to know when it comes to adding value and recognizing what people want and how to deliver it. He's an idea guy. And like he said, he's an action guy who doesn't just think things up and hope somebody else does it. So there's no better person we could think of to have a conversation like this or a lot of other subjects. So you'll probably be back for a weekly series with us. (laughs) I love it. It's a highlight. But yeah, I mean, we're we're just happy to have you here. We're happy to catch up because I mean, I want to do all kinds of other catch up with you because now it's like everybody I haven't seen in a year or two is not that different from everybody I used to see every week because I haven't seen anybody in six months. So, um, you know, we'll we'll kind of bounce between old stories and whatnot. But the goal here is to get people pumped about finding their value and putting it into action. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I feel really lucky to be here. I feel um, very grateful. I mean, sitting here with two good friends, but uh, two brilliant minds. Uh, you know, watching what you guys have been doing for, for a number of years now. And, uh, you know, at first I was a little unsure with what was going on. I said, I'm not sure. I was chatting with a friend. I said, I don't exactly know what they're doing, but I know they can do something amazing. Whatever it is, I know it's amazing. And you're perfectly right. I think you guys are definitely thought leaders, uh, as well as leaders and leadership in the industry, which uh, I think is, is going to vote well for, for our industry. I think the real estate industry uh, as a whole is uh, very segmented and, um, you know, could, could be improved in a lot of ways. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud that we'll be on this journey together, hopefully the next 30 years together, uh, mm-hmm. make it a better place for everyone. It's not just about making us better. And I know that that's the way you think. It's not about you winning. It's about win-win, win-win-win, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's the way you feel too. You're constantly collaborating with so many other people, always giving all like your advice and all of that kind of thing. And it's so valuable and it's so refreshing in this industry because I know when I first started out, you've kind of felt like you were on your own on a little island trying to figure it all out. But it's so refreshing when you can find people that have similar, share similar mindsets towards collaboration. No, agreed. You know what's great about collaborating and sharing ideas? Um, an idea is a very, very unique thing in our universe in that it's it's one of the only things you can give and still keep. Mm-hmm. Now, if I gave you my car, I give you the car, I lose a car. I don't have a car, right? But an idea, I can give you an idea. I still have, I still possess the idea. Um, you know, I believe in sharing. I believe in abundance. And, you know, nothing, I, no idea is ever owned by one person. And I think... It's the idea of receiving an idea, thinking about it, applying it in your own world and making it better. That's the magic. It's not just about taking ideas. I think, you know, if we're speaking to 
uh, maybe someone that's starting off in the industry, uh, someone that's thinking about getting the, the, you know, jumping in the deep end in the real estate world. I think you have to be aware of the fact that there are so many ideas out there and there's so many people selling ideas and that's their business model. So you need to differentiate between buying ideas and getting shortcuts and paying for it uh, through a course, through uh, downloads, through a coaching program, through uh, uh, whatever the case is. And you got to think, you know, am I able to apply this? And it's not about who gets the most ideas, who applies the best ideas. Mm -hmm. difference yeah can you tell us the story of I, I remember at the buzz conference you told the story about being on the airplane and like that connection with um well do you know do you know the story i'm talking about yeah, yeah I I think like six times a week i tell the story <laughs> okay cool make it seven i'll tell you i mean just to frame it i mean what we're talking about is is essentially uh the process of developing your unique value proposition, right? So what makes you unique? And like, if you're watching this and you're, you're taking this seriously, which I recommend, listen, a lot of thought and effort went into creating this video and, and, and syndicating it. Don't just listen while you're at the gym. That's one thing. You need to sit down and grab a pen and write down a few key thoughts that will stay with you because that's the beginning part of action. If you're just listening and running, you're gonna forget as soon as you stop running. Mm -hmm. Action, take a small action, which is just jotting down a note and then take the second action, which is revisit the notes and elaborate. And then from there, they, they multiply. So we're chatting about the idea of, of developing unique value proposition. There's 72,000 realtors in Ontario, uh, 58,000 in Toronto. So um, I've got three kids, you know, I'm happily married. Um, we took my wife and my kids for a trip to Florida. And it was our first trip as a family and I was petrified. And I was I remember sitting down in the you know the seat, and I'm thinking, man, everyone's gonna think that I'm just the worst dad because the kids are gonna scream for like two and a half hours. I was just just clinching, thinking how bad it would be. And as we take off, um, you know, kids were fussing a little bit, and the flight attendant comes by and comes with a drink cart and says, oh, "Hi guys, would you like some some crackers or a drink or some bits and bites?" Um, and of course, the kids get so excited, crackers and cookies and Sprite, like they're they're a little bit. And as she starts administering like drinks, I uh, I stop her and I said, I'm really sorry, but I'm an inquisitive guy, and I'm wondering what is it about this process? Every flight in history, every airline, every country, same process, same time, same snack. There's got to be a reason why. She goes, Well, sir, let me explain. As we take off, we ascend. We need to pressurize the cabin, and when we pressurize the cabin, it creates that imbalance of the eardrum pressure, which creates pain. And you know, it can get worse as we get higher. Um, and the best way to solve that is really by swallowing. And then I, I cut her off and I said, so that's why you give me a super dry cookie or a salty cracker and a drink. Cause I'm gonna eat it cause I'm hungry and I'm gonna, it's gonna make me wanna drink. So I'm chewing, drinking and swallowing, which is resetting constantly my eardrum as we ascend. Every swallow, it's a reset, reset, reset. She goes, yeah. I said, so you essentially, you anticipated my problem and then you preemptively solved it without even telling me. And she says, I, I guess. I, guess. <laughs> I just served the peanuts here. <laughs> I got 300 people, like I gotta go. Um, and, and it was so inspiring. I, I, I thought they preemptively solved my problem without me even knowing. My kids fell asleep. 
I spent an hour and 45 minutes and I studied the client journey from before they even, even before they even called me, while they're thinking about moving, whatever that like inception point is, all the way through the sales process, listing, staging, selling, offers, preparing for closing, packing up, moving, closing your new home. 10 years past closing, I thought, what is every pain button that people have and how could I solve it? And that's why I thought, okay, well, shoot, people need boxes. Okay, I'm going to buy boxes. I'm going to deliver boxes to their door. Um, okay, but they're going to need a list of, of, you know, steps of what to do. Okay, so I created a checklist of all of the items that, you know, you need to do in advance. Cancel Rogers, cancel your car insurance, you know, let your visa know, like all these things. Um, you know, and preparing your home for sale. What are the pain buttons that each of our customers are going to be facing and how can we solve them? You know, a simple solution for that is uh, our handyman for a day program. Every home I sell gets a handyman for a day. And the idea there is everybody has little trinkety things in their home that's just, you just need 10 minutes, just 15 minutes. But the reality is, you know, Dan, to your point, we don't have 10 minutes or 15 minutes. We're just so engulfed in our lives that if I can get rid of that pain, if I can fix the loose doorknob or the broken light fixture or put a coat of paint where your kids spilled ketchup, you know, three years ago and you just never got around to fixing it, like that's a, a, a pain in the ear, you know? I love that. I love that. It's like such a great analogy and it yeah. just really gets you thinking about all, the, as you said, all the different points. So would you say that that whole focus is your, is your unique value proposition to your clients? Yes. I, I, that's, that's a great way to put it. Um, our unique value proposition is the client experience we provide. Nice. That's the, it. Our unique value proposition is the client experience we provide. My unique value proposition is not a $30 listing fee and a thousand dollars cash back, or um, I run ads in certain ways or um, buy this home and I'll buy yours for free. Whatever the, some people think that that's the best unique value proposition or their model. And that's okay. Mine is the client experience I provide. And so for you, knowing the way you think or thinking, I know the way you think you're, this is still a growing and ever evolving beast for you. Right? So like, even though you've established, I think probably the core pain points mm -hmm. that consistently address or that are consistently addressed by different clients, how much time do you, or how much have you seen the process grow and change over time as you go client to client? It, it, it's ever evolving. And, you know, I think a key thing is this is a great, I applaud you guys for what you're creating here. I applaud you in, in the brokerage you started for, for being uh, advocates for, for, for the best client experience and for even for the best agent experience for the agents on your team. Uh, you know that expectations are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And I think there's great places like this to find inspiration, but there's also great places that are not real estate to find inspiration. I found inspiration on a plane. Has nothing to do with listing homes. Yeah. My biggest competitor, do you know who's on like my hit list with like a, a bullseye? <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh, that agent, I hate that. I got Amazon on my wall. Mm. Oh, Amazon makes everything so easy and amazing. <laughs> I got one, right? So look at, for example, our, our pre-listing package, you know, when, when someone calls and says, Ralph, I want to meet with you on Thursday to discuss selling my home. I want to set them up for information right away. And my goal, the pinnacle would be 
as they're hanging up, there's a knock on the door. That's how fast I want it to be. Like Amazon, I buy a lot of things there because it's just so easy. And that's what we need to think as an industry is what can we do to make that journey so easy? Just buy now, add to cart, buy now, free delivery by tomorrow, ready to go. That's, that's the type of uh, experience we're trying to create, right? So with that, knowing that that's your unique value proposition, where, how do you explain that? Like if you are in front of a brand new seller that has never worked with you before, might, has, might have never spoken to other people that have worked with you before, how do you explain that in a way that they really understand? Because I think a lot of clients don't really grasp how stressful and how many things are coming at them when they're going through the process. So how do you, how do you get that across to them? Yeah, you bring up a great point. So your message is, how do I communicate my value proposition to the customer? The key element to my model, we talk about uh, unique value proposition as a kind of a center or the client experience, right? In the center of my business is a client experience. I don't need to tell about my services or my experience, what I'm gonna provide them. They already know. Because the vast majority of my business comes from someone that has hired us that is so happy, they're elated, that they're not just like, you know, nah, you can call my guy. They are adamant. I've created a sales force, an entire sales force, a marketing department that's 570 families deep. Wow. They're the ones praising me. I don't have to tell you. I'm just going to show up and then say, I kind of like that guy. That's it. Like, he seems like he knows what he's doing. People say, you know, there's an old saying, they want to know how much you know until they know how much you care, right? And if I don't have to tell them how much I care, if their best friend or their sister-in-law says, like, I cares a lot, I, it doesn't matter what I say, that vote counts way more than mine, right? My job is just don't screw it up, truthfully, right? Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Well, so, and from that perspective, then also that speaks to consistency, which we always talk about in every, every I feel like every episode we've yeah. ever done, whatever it is we're talking about, consistency is so key. How much have you been able to standardize the process in such a way that it's a system that you just know, you turn the key, like you said, the phone rings and yeah. that door's knocking like and you know, it. like the engine started and you're going. <laughs> and you guys are nailing, amazing, you guys are great interviewers. You're nailing amazing points. I feel like you're in my brain. These are some of the challenges is that when you, when you depend on a, uh, a business that is primarily repeat and referral, there, there can be long-term consistency, but short-term inconsistency because it's not a knob you can necessarily turn on immediately. If I'm doing um, pay-per-click ads and I have a conversion rate of 1.5% and I want to crank it up in August, I just spend more money and turn the knob. Uh, and it, as long as I stay consistent in my actions, I'll get 1.5% return on, on, on the leads. Um, I think you have to think of a business, you know, the, the old analogy of standing on a stool. If you had only one leg, it's very unbalanced, very unstable. If you had two legs, you're a little bit more. You need to have three, four, five pillars. So I would say the repeat referral is, is, is the lion's share of our business that provides a lot of stability, a lot of consistency through the year. There are other legs of the business that we stand on in terms of a lead generation and a way of meeting new families. Uh, I can't depend only on repeat and referral. Well, I could if I wanted what we call linear growth, just a straight line growth. But if you want a little bit of exponential, like uh, like the hockey stick kind of swooping upwards, mm -hmm. uh, you need to have more um, more pillars that you can 
amp up as you want to get more busy. Uh, you know, I run a really small team, a boutique team here in Markham, um, Markham and Stovall area. And, uh, you know, when you have a team of eight, 10, 12 people, maybe more, you need to have um, more systems that can turn on and off because you can't depend on the repeat and referral of 12 people. It's just, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be enough food in the trough for the whole family. Um, so uh, to get to your point, systematic caring is, uh, is something that we, we're constantly working on. And there's, there are some, some key elements to that. I think the people you surround yourself by, if you're working as an individual agent, finding other people that will be part of your process, whether it's a great lender, whether it's a great lawyer, whether it's a great cleaning person, whether it's a great mover, um, all of these other people can be part of your team. So I think everyone has a team, even if you're a solo agent, uh, everyone has the ability to have a team. It's just whether you are a team of agents or a team of others, right? So let's, we're talking value. And a lot of what we hear is some version of what if I'm exposed for being new? Or what if I uh, can't compete with those who have been in the industry? And it's different versions of how do I find my value? Mm -hmm. where, do I, where do I look to? How do I identify what my value proposition is going to be? What would you say to those people who have value, but maybe don't know which direction to turn out of the gate? So there's um, in Echo Tohar's book, uh, A New Earth, uh, and he starts off with a fable of a man sitting uh, on like a, a box begging for, for change. It's just a poor man begging for change. And this guy uh, comes by and he says, can I have some change? And he says, well, uh, what's inside the box? And he says, I don't know. He goes, well, did you ever look? He goes, no, I never, I just sat on it. I never looked. So the guy gets up and he opens up the box and sure enough, it's a pot of gold. And he says, it's not about necessarily trying to find it from the outside. Sometimes you need to search within and you need to find your story. The key thing is the first word is unique. Listen, there's no one answer. There's, there's 6 billion answers to why you're great. I believe that you're put on this earth to serve others. We all serve with different tools and different tactics. As long as the intention is pure, which is help others, I think everything else just kind of flows, to be honest with you. Like, I have a unique background in the fact that from the age of 15, I knew I wanted to buy, build, and sell homes. I have a degree in economics with a major in housing and real estate from the University of Guelph. When I graduated, I worked at Madame Homes. I built 2,000 homes for them. Um, again, I knew I wanted to buy, build, and sell homes. I quit Madame. I opened my own company building custom homes. I got my license in university because I fast-tracked and I ran through my license in my fourth year, uh, but I engaged it when I was 26. By the time I was 30, I'd already succeeded in buying, building, and selling homes and running a great business. That's my story. No one else can tell that, but I can't tell anyone else's story either, right? So you need to find the gold that you're sitting on. Like... You could, with a different lens, look at my life path or my journey and say like, well, that didn't really make sense. You kind of wasted some time there. That was a bad move. This was a mistake. But I don't see it that way. I see it as all part of my journey. Mm -hmm. I was chatting with a new agent, um, someone who was just going through their licensing process. And they said, Ralph, I'm, I'm hungry. I want to get into real estate. And I said, why? And they said, well, I don't know. It seems to be a lucrative type of business we can get into. And I said, that's the wrong reason why. I said, people are going to smell that. If you're coming in here because it's lucrative, it can be, but that shouldn't be, in my opinion, shouldn't be your primary reason for doing it because that's 
Lucrative means you can receive a lot. The key to the successful are the ones that are trying to give a lot. Right, and that's value. That is the definition of value. Value is not what you're getting. Yeah, nailed it. But you know, in, in chatting with this uh, this fellow, you know, he kind of I think I just maybe misconstrued what he said, and then you know he realized that he did have a good heart, and he's like, well, what should I do? Um, and you know, from his work perspective, he was doing uh, a job that he didn't like, and I said, well, are you willing to to get in the gauntlet for a couple of years? And he says, yeah, like should I sign up for you know my license and just like cold call and door knock and do all these things? I said partly. I said, but I think you should go work at Home Depot. It's like, what? Like, yeah, go work at Home Depot. He goes, I go, even if it's just a part-time job, Home Depot is an excellent training company. Hmm. What should I do? I go, go work in lumber for three months and help people design and build decks. Do the uh, courses they have on deck structures, types of wood, types of screws, types of nails. When you finish that, go and work in the paint department for two months. Learn everything about paint, semi-gloss, eggshell, different colors, different tones. And if you do that for a few months, when you go to show homes and there's a big deck, you're going to be able to say, oh, wow, they use uh, the pressure-treated spruce from uh, Quebec and they use the uh, self-anchoring. The point of the story is that there's opportunity to become a professional in lots of different ways. The journey is not linear. It's not just one, one highway. You can do it so many different ways. Yeah. Definitely. So when you started out, and I know your journey was quite lengthy in terms of like the different aspects of the real estate industry you were a part of, but when you started out wanting to focus on selling real estate, um, what were some areas that you struggled with? So it sounds to me like your question is, what were the challenges I started uh, as, a, as, a, as an agent? Yeah. Um, I would say one of the key things was confidence. Mm. Uh, you know, that those thoughts, then you had mentioned like, Oh, you know, how can I compete? What, you know, why would they pick me? Those are the things that you got to just hammer out. You know, and another airplane example is actually on the same flight. I was feeling nervous uh, about you know, about taking this flight with my kids and my wife. I said, my whole family's here. If anything goes wrong, we're all gone. Mm. And I was feeling nervous, getting anxious about this trip we were taking. And then the captain had come onto the plane and, uh, you know, it was like a, you know, clean shaven, you know, silver hair, uh, lots of buttons. And, and he looked over and he did that kind of token, like, hey, guys. And then he got on the mic, hey, this is your time speaking. We're going to be flying at 3,000 square foot, 3,000 feet. And I thought, wow, he sounds so calm. He gets it. And I realized if the plane crashes, he dies too. I'm like, so he has the same risk as me and he's calm and he knows more than me. So I should be relaxed because he's relaxed. Mm -hmm. For a new agent, you need to find that confidence piece so that you can be the pilot, right? Yes. Now, how do you become confident? Confidence comes from knowing what's going to happen next, which comes from experience. Well, how do I get experience if I don't have experience? Follow someone, shadow an agent. In, in, in selling real estate with, with no history whatsoever. Imagine I'm a brand new Canadian just arriving. I, I'm, I'm struggling even with concepts of Canadian life and the language and the money and legal. There's a lot of challenges that, that I've been blessed to, to have, you know, avoided in some regard or been blessed to, to, to be where I am. I'm, I'm definitely acknowledging it. Uh, I don't think everyone's journey is the same. But what I would do in that case, I would find a great agent a great brokerage 
someone that could mentor me or, and I'm not saying I want to mentor. I would say, who can I contribute? Mm-hmm. I'd reach out to them and say, listen, I'm, I'm new. I would love to get in the business. Could I work with you? I want to be your personal assistant for three months, no charge, no money. I work at Home Depot at night. That's my grind. I work from eight o'clock at night until two in the morning at Home Depot. Uh, and then I'm going to work with you from eight in the morning until six at night. And I'm going to do anything you need. And I'm going to be there. Cost you nothing. Hmm. That, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Find great people you can partner with. Because if I watch that repetition six, seven, eight times in a week, well, when I'm in charge and I'm the pilot, I'll be confident. Yeah. Right totally. on. That's it. Like fake it to make it doesn't work when there's this many people out there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and don't get me wrong. You do have to start somewhere and it doesn't mean take two years not trying to get a client because you're learning, but at the same time, you're hit it right on the head. And I love that you answer the questions with a fable. I don't think I've ever had a question answered with a fable before. <laughs> you're like, hey, my wife says, why do you always talk with analogy? Sometimes it's so condescending. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, that's not the intent at all. It's just the way my brain works. I don't know. I just, I only think of analogies. Like, I love it though. Cause it just really puts the point, like it, it, it hits the point home, right? Like you're just like, okay. Like, cause when you told that plane story, I'm like, oh my God, like the connections I started making just based on that story were just incredible. But that, that's another value proposition you bring that might not be part of your, I mean, it fits into client journey, but I think everybody tries to connect on a relationship level with their clients, with their colleagues. And you can only do that by speaking more of a universal language and not being the super pro about everything. Cause like, if if you know that I'm impressed by the deck conversation, whether or not, like you'll, you'll talk through that stuff, but if I wanna keep going with it, you'll go down that road and talk pressure treated and you'll talk all sorts of stuff. But if I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. You'll be like, no, 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 trust me, this is good. <laughs> you know, let me tell you a story about a chipmunk and a deck that I read. That's uh, and, and, and I think to your point brings another level of growth, which is understanding people. One tactic that I use as part of our pre-listing package, part of our, our informed seller's guide is I send out a personality profile. So before I mentioned to you, I want to beat Amazon and getting the information to people right away. One of the things that I, I provide them with is a personality profile. So, you know, Dan and Katie, if I was going to be meeting with you, you'd get two, um, it's one page, eight or 10 questions. As you fill them out, it gives you a category of what color you are, similar to disc profile. Uh, And then what I can do is I can contour my service to their specific needs. I don't treat everybody the same, but I treat everybody fairly, right? Now, if you are an accountant by trade, uh, which you are, Right. Are you accountant by trade? CF, CFO or the Argonauts? Once a month. In that case, I want to be a little bit more direct. I want to give you high-level thoughts, and I want to prove competence immediately. After that, I don't have to sell. You're going to make the decision. Now, Katie's also a high green, uh, which is a, a category of analytical thinker, but she's also got a high level of blue. I could tell by by the compassion in her face. She's really trying to understand me. She's she's locked in. I can see from <laughs> And for that reason, if if we were showing feedback and I said, okay, well, um, you know, Seinfeld family, uh, Steinfeld, Steinfeld, I say, right? (laughs) You don't know us at all. I always said Seinfeld and and I used to get made fun because I used to call it Seinfeld, but Steinfeld. 
Um, the, I would sit down with you and say, um, so we've had a week of showings. Let me tell you about the feedback. And if I was talking to Katie, I may, and if I was, I don't know if I'm act, totally accurate in understanding your personality profiles, but I may say things like, you know, the family that came through here, they, uh, it's a young family. They, uh, they love the home. They love the core. And, uh, you know, they could really see themselves on the porch, just having a coffee and hanging out. And I, they feel like this is the right home for them. And this is their feedback. Mm. And Dan, they say like, all right, so tell me about them. And I said, Dan, the agent has sold six houses in the last two months in this community. Uh, he has a track record of negotiating at 98% of asking. Uh, he was seven minutes in the home and uh, they were in and out. And they had no further questions. And that's all he wanted to know. Okay, that's it. So different response for different people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think that even just talks to like managing client expectations. And I feel like that's such a big part of our job that a lot of people don't. Well, we're never trained on. Right. And we kind of go into these scenarios and different uh, different uh, tr like transactions. And, you know, you're kind of blown away each time you get some sort of response. And you're like, why are they being like that? Like what's mm -hmm. going on? So I feel like that's an area that you don't really get within real estate. And just to your point before talking about going outside of real estate and being able to apply other industries, whether it's psychology or, or different ways or, or teaching uh, yeah. even, and just being able to apply that into your own life is really important. And I know that you're constantly trying to evolve yourself with your mindset and just with your learning. Um, would you say that that's been a key to your success? 1000%. Yeah. 1000%. Now, uh, Jim Rowan, if, uh, if anybody is not sure who Jim Rowan is, R-O-H-N, Google him and download and read everything that he's ever said and done. Um, Tony Robbins, who a lot of people know is, you know, the kind of the guru of personal development. This was his mentor and started the kind of the industry or the, the yeah, I guess the industry of personal development. Uh, Jim Rowan said, if you want to have more, you need to become more. Mm. If you want to have more, you need to become more. Yeah. Now, anyone listening in here right now and says, oh man, I'd love to make $100,000 a year. Okay, are you worth $100,000 a year right now? And if the answer is no, well, could you be? What would it take for you to be worth $100,000 a year? And that's what a constant chasing is. My growth is not accolades and numbers on a, uh, you know, notice of assessment from Revenue Canada or T4. My growth is like, how much better can I make Ralph? Mm -hmm. I'm constant. I, I probably spend two hours a day on personal development every day. Yeah. Right? That's, that's when people are like, oh man, I really want to do great in real estate. I'm like, cool, what'd you do this week? Oh, I went fishing and then I watched the entire series on Netflix. And then I, but I don't know why the deals are not happening. I'm like, I know why. Like, you didn't get any better. Like you were the same guy on Monday morning that you were on Friday. I'm not the same guy that is here that was there on Friday. I'm a different guy on Monday. Mm -hmm. Every day I'm a different guy. I'm listening to podcasts just like this. This podcast, this, this, you know, um, this is an opportunity. And I applaud everyone that's tuned in thus far. We're at, you know, 30 plus minutes and almost 40 minutes. If you've stuck around this long, you've mm -hmm. got, you got that hunger. Yeah. You've got that drive to be better. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. With 70,000 realtors out there and growing, you know, what you saw, 58,000 in Toronto alone, how many of them are waiting for the phone to ring 
or complaining mm -hmm. and how many of them are actually actively bettering themselves and trying to figure out what's next for them and how to be better because it is a race you're not you don't and shouldn't care about everybody else ever what they think what they're doing however there is one deal to be had client by client and the ones who are trying harder thinking more and planning and preparing and have systems and all those things are the ones who get the business, mm -hmm. right? So I would say for the people that are listening right now, they say, oh man, like, you know, there's some massive agents that I would love to just pick their brain and take them for coffee. They, they don't want to spend time with you, truthfully. Most of the top, top agents are just so jam-packed in their day. Yeah. But five years from now, top agent is probably like willing to give a lunch, a coffee, right? And they may be able to help you. Right. So yeah, find a way to give to those people. Right. Like if I was sitting here for the first time ever and I was hungry and I was 40 minutes into a, a story about airplane peanuts and chipmunks, <laughs> I would I would copy and paste everybody's name and say, hey, like in the group chat, who wants to grab a coffee? We're all in this together. I'm sure your struggles are my struggles. I may have some answers and you may be able to solve some questions that I'm I'm looking at. Let's work together. And you know what? Five years from now, those people are all going to be in different parts of the industry, different bridges, different teams, different levels of success. And that's your Rolodex. Mm -hmm. That's what that's why we made friends with you 20 years ago. <laughs> this was a long game. This was all a long game for me. I'm like, we knew. <laughs> Blue Mountain 18 years ago. I'm like, Actually, that, 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 that reminds me of a question I need to ask you, totally off topic. But this is a funny story I probably never told you. Another mutual friend of ours, in fact, the brother of the friend you were talking about before, so Nigel. Every time we ever wanted to get together with him and he was busy, his excuse was, I'm sorry, it's Ralph's birthday. <laughs> it was always your birthday. Wow. Always. And I don't know if you realize that Ralph's birthday couldn't happen multiple times in a year. <laughs> it's that important. You know? yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so I guess the question is, in fact, is your birthday multiple times during the year? Yes, actually, today's my birthday. Thank you for asking. <laughs> That's why Nigel couldn't be on the call. So yeah, yeah. Nigel for you. That's Nigel. But uh, it was a running joke. He is he's now a lawyer and and uh, and doing very well for himself. So he's made yeah. a, a of, of lying to people, so that's fine. <laughs> ah, I like that. You know, the is that he went from like the most complacent guy I know to being a professional, litigious person. I thought that's not who you were, born and bred. But he found his way, he found his niche, and he's not a naturally a litigious guy. But he he has amazing clients, and 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 he does great work because he found a way to provide value. Even though if you looked at like cookie cutter lawyer skill set and style he was not that you know and i guess there's a story in there for, for everyone listening you know single mom of three kids like can you make it as a realtor fuck yeah am i allowed to swear like yeah you just did yeah you know what i mean like uh retired fireman that's never never sold a home and rented his entire life could you be a top agent fuck yeah, yeah. you sure everyone can it's just you have to find a way you're gonna find your path and it's yours right Mm -hmm. And it, it, it ties back also to what you were saying about the people you meet and thinking ahead. It doesn't matter what people are going to become, but the same way we talk about building a client pipeline and building, you know, you know, you've got to fill the funnel, fill the funnel. The relationships you make 
throughout your life and the people and you being consistently you with people and not full of shit with everyone you talk to. Now that you've opened the swear jar, we're just going to go all out. <laughs> like it, who knew that, you know, we've mentioned you and two other people from 20 years ago who are now an, you know, an executive high management at Facebook, a high performing agent and a lawyer in, in the city. You open up that box. And you, and you're in that, you're in that circle of friends as well. Well, like all of us have just become and had experiences and know things that the more we learn that collaboration and cooperation yeah. is the key to everyone being successful. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what gets people ahead. It's these keep it all in folks who think it's all about, I need to be successful and I'm going to do what it yeah. takes. Okay, fine. You have a year where you get your, your acrylic little award that says, you know, chairman's VP super club from your brokerage. Who cares? Like if that makes you happy, mazel tov to you. But at the end of the day, follow what's important to you. And that is your value. Mm -hmm. And you know what? When uh, one day when we all pass and family and friends are around us, nobody's talking about awards and accolades, right? People are, people are crying not because of the percentage of asking you about them, but of how you made them feel and how much you care, right? Right. right. Exactly. My mom might be crying about the percentage of asking I got, but that's a different story. <laughs> that's a different story. One question I have as a new agent, how would you, a new agent that's really hungry, how would you have them or suggest to them that they structure their day? Amazing question. So um, one thing that I find inspiring is that everyone has 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, people that have changed the world. And I'm like, I listened to Barack Obama on the radio this morning and I'm like, wow, that guy is super amazing. Like. I want to be his friend, not for political reasons. I'm just like so enamored by what he's been able to accomplish in his life. And I think, well, he had the same amount of time as, as me in the day. What could I do to maximize every minute? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll tell you the way that I structure my day. So we, I start off getting up between 5 o'clock and 5.15. And between 5.15 and 5.45, I'm just, I'm awake. The house is quiet. I'm preparing my day in my head, mm -hmm. uh, ready for the gym. 6 o'clock, I'm at the gym until 7.00. Um, I'm home, um, shower, eat breakfast, spend time with my wife and kids, and I'm at the office by about nine. Whether I have appointments or not, I'm at the I'm at the office at nine, or or sooner. Nine o'clock is a little late. Um, and then you know, structure through the day uh, appointments, appointments, um, anticipation business, so like things that are required to run a business. And there's client facing, and then there's uh, selling. Um, and then from there, I have in the afternoon, then I, I go home, eat dinner with my family. I may or may not have appointments in the evening. Uh, as of late, we've been doing a lot of stuff virtually. So I've been home a lot more than normal. Um, but you know, in between while I'm driving, I don't know the last time I listened to the radio. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. Mm -hmm. I, don't another, I don't need to hear another Northwood mortgage commercial on AM640. I, I don't. Approved. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, I have a house. Approved. Approved. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, you know, great, great podcasts like the podcasts you guys produce. Uh, excellent. Another one that's a great thing to listen to if you have snippets of time. Um, Super Agents Live, which is available. Uh, yeah, it's Toby Salgado in um, in California. Uh, Super Agents Live. Uh, I love the Tony Robbins podcast. I uh, love the Oprah podcast. And um, and other things like stuff you should know. Those are just kind of general interest. But I think it's getting physical uh, first thing in the morning and then paying attention to who you surround yourself by, right? 
So we kind of go back to that idea of kind of this group of friends where, you know, you depict that, okay, top lawyer, top um, uh, Facebook exec. And then I know your, your Rolodex is full of great people. And that, that was 20 years worth of investment in relationships. And I would challenge everyone that's listening. Um, uh, I would say who's in your social network, right? Yeah. Whose bucket are you filling? And, um, and then from there, I would say, is it time to, to level up your game, right? And, you know, I, I point to, and I know this is not a sales fest by any means, but I look at the outfit you guys are running right now, your brokerage on the block realty. I think that's a great, it's a Petri dish, in my opinion, looking from the outside. I've got a ton of respect for what you guys have created and where you, not only where you are, but where you're heading. I'll tell you honestly. Um, the fact that you guys have this Petri dish of nutrients that somebody that wants to get better wants to surround themselves by positive, like-minded people who are willing to share, mm -hmm. that's, that's, the, that's the incubator that you're creating right now. I can see it, it's very clear to me. And I know that there's a lot of different offices out there, I know there's a lot of different brokerages, um, all have their own kind of value proposition. One thing that, to your point, Dan, about surrounding yourself by um, people that are just doing, you know, just pulling you down, like those, you know, the analogy of you put one crab in a bucket and it can crawl out, but you put three crabs in a bucket, they all die because as one starts to climb out, the others pull them back in. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of brokerages out there where it's just water cooler talk about why they're not doing it right and how the deal that they lost. And you, you got to leave that. You know, four years ago, I made a, a decision to leave my existing that old brokerage. There's just too much of that, too much negativity, too many, too many, um, people that were in the wrong mindset, taking, not giving. Yeah. And I changed brokerages. I love where I am now. Um, and it it was it's surrounding people that are helping you grow and challenge yourself, right? You don't get better at playing tennis, playing with people who are worse at tennis than you, right? You need to play with people that are better than you yeah. in order to get better at tennis. You need to lose in order to win. Right. Absolutely. So we have a few questions. Um, it says, and I quote, you've had a successful career thus far, but did you ever encounter a low point and how did you overcome it? Great question. Yeah, to both. Uh, great question. Um, no, I didn't incur uh, a low point. I uh, incurred lots of low points, like hmm. many, many low points. Mm -hmm. um, I've had times where I'm looking at the bank account saying, how is this going to happen? Right? Like, how, like wh what's going to happen here? Um, I've had situations where, where team members or partners, you know, do things or say things or something happens. You feel totally stabbed in the back and you feel like you wasted, you know, five years in a relationship with someone that just threw you off a cliff. Mm -hmm. um, I've had situations where, you know, I was literally, like literally, literally coaxed into a fist fight with the broker owner and he wanted to fight me. I never fought anyone in my life. I'm 6'2", 210 pounds. I didn't want to punch anybody and I did it. I had composure. But like those were low points. There's a lot of sleepless nights. Mm -hmm. If you're going through hell, just keep going. Mm. You know, I would also say you need to be honest and you need to look at yourself in the mirror. And this is internal. I'm going deep here. If you're in a bad place in your life, you need to look at the decisions you've made and the choices that you've, you've actively taken 
and think about the decision-making process that you've used in order to get where you are. And you need to make some adjustments on the way that you make decisions. Because the people that are perpetually in a low place, it's not because they're bad people. It's because they've made choices that have led them to that direction. Look, I was born eight pounds, 10 ounces. Now, today I'm 201 pounds. I know I said I was 210, but I lost the weight. But 201 <laughs> pounds. I have totally made up of every calorie I ate and every calorie I burn. And the, the, the difference is 201 pounds. Likewise, I'm sitting here in front of you. I am made up of every decision I've ever made. And that brought me right here. So if you're in a low point, you make all the decisions. I get it. The universe can be tough. Sometimes there's things that happen to you, but you, you need, to, you need to, to take a step back and say, did this happen for me? Right? Mm -hmm. What could I do to make the best of this moment and this opportunity? This is the repetition that I get that God has given me to become better. Right. And this may be part of your journey. This may be the, the, the gold in your bucket. This may be it. That story of you being in a very low place and how you turned it around. Like Oprah Winfrey, read her biography. Like that wasn't given to her. She made it. But she wasn't given it. So why keep why her and not us? Right. Uh, one, one other. I don't know if I answered that. Uh, uh, did you ever yeah. try to overcome it? I don't know if I answered that. I'd say mindset is critical. It starts in your mind. It starts in your mind, and it's about who you want to become. When I was 15, I said I want to buy, build, and sell homes before I was 30. And, you know, 28 years old, I achieved it. But I knew where I wanted to go. And that's what you need to think. Wherever you are in your life, you need to think, what do I want to become? And what do I need to do? What's the gap between where I want to be and where I am? And how, what are the steps? And if you need help, like you want to go deep, you want to have a call with me, like, I'm open to connect with anyone here, open to give, share, to chat. If anybody wants to know like favorite books, favorite things to watch, favorite things to read, like I can definitely share that. That's easy. Um, you know, I, I do coaching with Richard Robbins. Um, he's local. He's a guy from, from Canada. He's in Markham. Um, they, they have coaching clients all over the world. Uh, he wrote a, a good book uh, called Deliver the Unexpected. What's great about that, that book is it's a, uh, it's a, fable it's a story of a person who's getting into real estate and exactly what you're describing which is uh the journey from i don't know what i'm doing I, you know there's that agent that's always outselling and how do i ever catch up to that person and the kind of their story into success and the mindsets and uh tactics that they used uh really easy read i think it's an excellent book i i've been lucky enough to uh to speak um to agents you know Across North America, uh, same kind of mindset, kind of early starters or, or, you know, trying to up their game. I usually start off by explaining that the first step in this process is you need to meet the client. The second part of that is they give you a key to their house. Mm -hmm. That's pretty serious. Yeah. Like, let somebody knock on your door at home. And just pay attention to the atmosphere in your house. Sebastian Mensacalco has a hilarious bit. You can YouTube it about people knocking on the door in the 80s. We're like, hey, visitors. Now someone knocks on the door. I'm like, honey, did you? Who's yeah. the murderer? Oh, yeah. We're like, kids, shut up. Shut up. Be prepared to be able to receive that key. So you need to be honest. You need to be trustworthy. And you need to be competent. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So if you don't have those, you're never getting a key. But once you get the key, there's a reason why new agents generally work with buyers versus sellers. It's because mm-hmm. a buyer doesn't give a key. Think about that. Yeah, that's true. A listing, they give you a key. That's why those token names you see over and over and over again are 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 there. People know these names in every neighborhood. Is because they've developed trust in the community. They've established trust. If I've never heard of you and you say, hey, can I have a key to your home? I'd be like, what are you doing? Get off my property. Like, I don't care if you do it for $10 or for, you know, 10% commission. That's not the problem. We think it's the problem. It's not the problem. The problem is not necessarily the money. We make it the problem. The problem is competency and trustworthiness. That's the problem. The money's over here somewhere. Like, because you're worth it. If you can, if you can cross the line on those two things, there's not a price tag on that stuff. That's what gets you over the line. For and sure. I love how you position it in that it's what you're focused on. It's not what they're focused on. So the moment you stop focusing on that, the conversation becomes so much more fluid and the converse and, and the topic of commission, just like, yeah, I charge 5%, you know, and it, it's not even like you're building up to that or, and, and those are the conversations where I've just, you know, when I've had that experience and, you know, if you're just very upfront about it and make it not a problem, then they're more likely to accept it because you've shown your value and you've had that conversation and you've built that relationship. And that's all it really takes. Yeah, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And I, I think that, uh, and again, I, I, I try to keep it brokerage neutral in the sense of, I, you know, I, I have no offense to anybody. There's a lot of different business models out there. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I've always thought and I've talked to new agents if your brand is perceived to be a discount brokerage and you are paying for those services and you want a cheap, like people go to research brokerages. If you're new and you're getting your license right now and you're going to be researching brokerages, if the first question you ask is, uh, what's your commission split exactly? How does that work? And what's in, well, that's your top priority. But when you go to find customers, that's what you're going to be preparing yourself for. And if you went with the cheapest outfit ever and they called you, they're probably expecting the cheapest outfit ever. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're going with a premium brand, a boutique brand that's showing value and a member of the community, that's a little bit different. I'm not, the people that you attract. If I go fishing, to go back to analogy, because I know you like them. If I use a bass lure, I catch bass fish. If I use a different lure, I'm going to catch trout. So you need to prepare yourself to catch the fish you want. Yeah. And if you position yourself in the marketplace as discount, 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 you'll, you can succeed, but you're going to succeed at finding discount, 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 discount customers. Yeah. And so everyone send Ralph a birthday card. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's every day is his birthday. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me, let me say this. I, uh, I'm definitely appreciative to be here. Uh, so thanks uh, Dan and Katie for, uh, for, for inviting me. But, but before that, thank you for creating this. I think that this mm-hmm. is something special and I hope, that everybody here acknowledges, or at least is aware, that Dan and Kate, they're not getting paid for this. They run a great outfit, they, they run a great business. They've got more kids than, than you can count. Um, and they're gonna go to school in a few weeks. There's a lot of places they could have been. We're here for you, and I hope you find value. It speaks volume. You know, don't believe what people say, believe what people do. And this is proof that they're, they're great people who are here to give. Um, and I think that there's a lot of value in that. These are the type of people you want to surround yourself by. I'll give you a, a free advice. 
you know, on my camera, it's that side. But that's the people you want to be with, right? That's the people you want to surround yourself by. Um, but by all means, uh, if there's anything that I can do for anyone on on this live chat or if, there, if this gets reproduced, um, I mean, you can always reach out. I'm happy to help any way I can. If there's something that I can do, uh, if there's, we say success leaves clues, mm. right? Success leaves clues and we can all succeed together. This, this, if I give a clue, it doesn't mean that I lose. It means that I'm helping you get win faster, right? Bingo. Well, that's why we love you. That's why we wanted you on here. You are exactly the embodiment of what this industry yeah. needs to be. You mm -hmm. just said it yourself. So, I mean, this is going to end with a you're the best. No, you're the best. No, you're the best. <laughs> oh, stop. I'm gonna All right. But yeah, uh, but yeah I, I can from the feedback alone. I mean, definitely have you back. We're going to have you in the office. Yeah. Soon because we're kind of allowed to do that now. Yeah. Well, for what it's worth, the day that you guys, I don't know if Dan, if you know this, but the day that you guys opened up and you had your grand opening, mm -hmm. um, I went out to like a specialty bakery shop to get a gluten-free, because I remember Katie had some food sensitivities, and I bought yeah. like a welcome to the neighborhood cake. Uh, I had a wedding at a banquet hall like down the street, and I mapped it out perfectly. I'm like, I've got this stuff, I keep the cake, I'm going to pop by, I'm going to just wish you like a welcome to the neighborhood, congratulations on opening the brokerage. And, uh, and and we were too late leaving, and I fought with my wife. I'm like, please, on the way over, I'm like, please, can I just stop? She's like, we're going to be late for the wedding. And I never deliver the cake, so I, I've got it in my car. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame your wife. There's nothing worse than being late for a wedding. We've done that once, and it was horrible. Oh, walking into the yeah, ceremony, so, like straight out of the movies. So I would have like done the doing same. Their vows, yeah. And we're like, yeah, stop the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks again. We appreciate it. And we'll have to do it again soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for being here. And uh, go make today amazing, either for you or for someone else. But make it amazing. Awesome. Right on. Thanks. Ciao, guys. Bye. Bye.